We all want more freedom, and a lot of us work hard now in the hope we'll feel free later. What if there was another way? A way to feel happier, more free, and confident to get better results right now. Welcome to Your Freedom Unlimited, where we share practical stories and strategies to help you show up authentically, drop your fears, and take inspired action on what matters most to you. I'm your host, Jen Ramsey. As a coach with a love for metaphysics, science, spirituality, and strategies that get results, I'll help you step away from self-doubt and create a powerful new story for your life, business, or career. Join me. Have you ever heard the saying 2020 hindsight? Well, we're at the end of 2020, so this year we can really put that saying into practice. And after what's been probably the most challenging year for many people on the planet, I thought this week would be a good chance to look back at 2020 so we can start to prepare for 2021. Hello everybody and welcome to this week's episode of Your Freedom Unlimited with me, Jen Ramsey. I'm so pleased you're here. And today, I'm really keen for us to shift gears and for us to think about preparing for 2021. To do that, I've always found it's useful to do a a review of the year that we've just had. And 2020 was certainly not what any of us expected. It was a year like no other. I think when 2020 came around this time last year, everyone was super excited about the potential for a new decade. It was such an opportunity for a fresh start. I remember thinking that as my calendar flipped to 1 January 2020, it was like flipping to a fresh new page in my journal. For me, the new year always has such potential, and 2020 seemed even more significant. The year 2020 was even numbers, and from a numerological perspective, it's very significant. And the beginning of a new decade always seems to be a great chance for a fresh start. However, As we all know, 2020 certainly didn't turn out the way anyone thought that it would. It was a very, very different year. Many people have told me it's been their toughest year yet, and COVID-19 certainly made sure of that. It was a difficult year for many globally, and for many, COVID-19 is still going on. People have lost family members, jobs and businesses, and for most of us, The things that we thought might have happened in 2020 didn't happen. However, if you've listened to this podcast for a while, you know that I'm a very firm believer that there is an opportunity for us to find the good in everything, and that everything, at some level, is for us. I remember my beautiful grandmother always had a saying that every cloud has a silver lining, and I do know now that she was right. And speaking of looking for the good, this came up last night for me in a really interesting conversation that I had with an old friend of mine. She and I hadn't spoken much during the year. We'd shared some texts, but we hadn't had a chance to have a chat. And so our conversation last night was a huge recap on the year that was. What was really interesting for me, though, was that despite the difficult things that had happened this year for both of us, we were also able to share the good that had happened for both of us we were still able to talk about what had gone right this year versus dwelling on what had gone wrong. And that's really the conversation I wanted to open up with you today. 
if you were to look back on this last year, what are some of the learnings and some of the goodness that you could find in this year? And even if you felt it was tough and some tough things happened, is there some good in the year that's just happened that you could find? So why am I talking about all of this and why am I bringing up this now? Well, I'm a really big believer in setting intentions and being intentional in all things. I'm intentional in everything, in everything from setting my day to being intentional about my year ahead. And what's interesting is that the science really backs this up now. If you listened to last week's episode, episode number 37 with Dr. Dean Radin from the Institute of Noetic Sciences, you'll hear that he was very clear that the science is in about being intentional. It is no longer a woo-woo thing. It is backed by science. He was very clear that science shows that our intention will have an impact on our outcomes. So as 2020 comes to a close, I thought it's a great time to start preparing and setting intentions for 2021. This episode is the first in a series of episodes that I'll be doing in this space for the next few weeks. So the first step in setting intentions for 2021 is to do a review of the year that was. But I want to be really clear right now, this is not a traditional review where we focus on what went wrong and what we need to fix about ourselves or others. This review is actually quite refreshing. I'd love you to think about what worked for you in 2020. What worked well? What did you learn? And what can you have gratitude for? And even if some really tough things happened, and I know they did for most of us, what could you take from those tough experiences? I do this review process every year, and I find it really enlightening to focus on what went well versus what didn't. And it also really helps me to set intentions for the year ahead. Why, why is this review, why is this focusing on the good so useful? Because our brains have a negativity bias and the neuroscience tells us that we, can, we will always focus on the, on the things that didn't go well. So if I was to ask you right now, I'm sure you could typically, you could list right off the bat a few tough things that happened for you. But if I asked you to remember the great things that happened this year maybe that would take a little bit more time. So that's why I'm asking you to consider this as the first step in setting your intentions for 2021, is to do a 2020 review, but a review from the focus of the good. So I thought it only fair if I'm asking you to consider these questions for yourself, I could start to share with you a little bit about what I learned and what I felt was great about 2021. I have only just started this process for the year and typically I dive in much more deeply between Christmas and New Year. So I just wanted to share with you though my thinking and my, my musings so far. So what have I learned in 2021? Well, a lot it seems and I wanted to round them up in five things that I've learned in 2020 that will help me in setting my intentions for 2021. So number one, was the power of peace and love versus fear and control. And for me, this is one of the really big lessons of COVID-19 for me. I'd already realized, I already knew that it's very important to focus on what I'm looking for as an outcome rather than focusing on what I'm not looking for. I've spoken about this before on the podcast and, and this really goes back to the quantum physics in terms of what you focus on is what you get. So when COVID-19 hit, I realized very early on that I definitely had to be intentional about navigating it. 
and when it struck here in March, my son was a contact of not one but two of the very first cases at his university and my really elderly father had to go into lockdown with no visitors for an unknown and extended period of time. And my dear friend Lynn was also at a very high risk of the virus. And at that point, none of us knew much about COVID-19 and it was quite scary and and unknown. But at that point, I knew I had a very clear choice to make of how I was going to emotionally approach COVID-19. And the choice was quite clear. There were two options. I could approach it from a feeling of peacefulness and acceptance, which ultimately is love, or I could bind to the fear, I could listen to the media, and I could stockpile toilet paper in an attempt to control what has become an uncontrollable outcome. So for me, the choice was to choose peace and acceptance, because I knew from my own experience of anxiety over many years before that fear and worry and anxiety do absolutely nothing to fix a situation. And in fact, I know the opposite is to be true. When I'm in fear and in high resistance of a situation, it's actually so much harder to deal with it. So that's what I did with COVID-19. Now, as I record this episode with you in December 2020, I know that many people globally are still dealing with COVID-19. It's not over yet for many people. Here in Australia, we have managed it well so far, but I know that COVID-19 is not a past tense thing for many people globally. But what I do know to be sure, what I do know to be true is this, is that wherever we are in the process of COVID-19 in our in our hometown or in our country, we still have a choice to choose our emotional frequency in terms of how we approach it. And for me, peace and acceptance and a calm approach has certainly been much more useful for me and helped me really manage things much more effectively than, you know, than jumping into fear and anxiety about it. For me, lesson number two of 2020 was again understanding the power of authenticity and vulnerability. If there was a theme for 2020 for me, it was definitely this. This year, I started this podcast. And while this podcast has been a very long-held dream for me, it was also really about me going out on a limb as well. Why was that? Because in this podcast, I was sharing some new ideas that I don't share with everybody. I was sharing ideas about emotional frequency and vibration, and that we are the creators of our own reality. And before I started, I knew these would be new concepts that not everyone would agree with or may find difficult to take on board. In this podcast, I've also shared a lot of my own personal stories, and that was scary for me, but I did it anyway. I knew it was time for me to take action on this dream that I'd had about the podcast rather than talking about it, and 2020 was it. The good news is, is that it seems that people like the podcast. I've had some really nice feedback. I've had some great reviews and a lot of people have told me personally that they're enjoying it. And last week I had some lovely feedback from Tom, the partner of a friend of mine. Tom told me he'd listened to episode 11, which is about being careful about the stories that you tell yourself. And he told me he'd really taken it to heart at his, in his workplace. He told me he'd been working in the same place for a number of years and had, you know, not such a great relationship with his boss. After listening to episode 11, he realized that he'd been telling himself a lot of negative stories about his boss. So he made a conscious effort to drop those stories and to create new ones. What's incredible is that their relationship is now completely different. 
they're much closer and work is a lot better and a lot more fun. Tom also realised at work that there was a guy he'd been sitting next to for four years but didn't really know. They'd never really talked much and they'd never been out for a coffee. So Tom saw that he'd been running another story about this guy. So he invited the guy out for a coffee and now they are starting to develop a friendship. So hearing a story like this means that this podcast is worth the time and the effort that it takes and it also is worth that step out into authenticity and vulnerability that I took with it. So I wanted to say a big thanks to all of you my listeners for your continued support and your feedback and your reviews and subscribing. It really, I really do appreciate it and it really does make a difference especially when I hear how People like Tom have really taken on board some of the things that we've shared here and have really made a difference in their own lives. I know I've certainly grown a lot through this process, uh, particularly of sharing some of those innermost stories and thoughts, and I'm looking forward to what 2021 is really going to bring in this space. I'm sure there'll be more authenticity and more vulnerability, and I certainly think I would like to bring all of that on. The interesting thing is, is that episode 11 about the stories that you tell yourself is actually one of my favorites of the year. So I'll put a link in the show notes so that you can listen to it as well. So lesson number three for me for 2020 was that when I truly trust, things can unfold magically and much better than I ever expected. So This idea of trust has been one that I've been working with for a good few years now, but it really was a very powerful frequency for me in 2020. What I've learned this year is that when I trust that I'm truly supported, and I believe that I'm supported by by high consciousness and my inner self, that things can really unfold magically. And a great and a simple example of this in 2020 for me was the opportunity that bobbed up for me to do my yoga teacher training. Doing my yoga teacher training was something that I've been wanting to do for a very long time. But when 1 January 2020 happened, I did not think that this was the year for it. So when I said a long time, I mean a long time. Seven years ago, I'd actually paid my deposit to do my yoga teacher training with a school called Being Yoga. But for a range of a lot of reasons that I won't go into right now, I really wasn't able to do it at that time. But this year, when COVID-19 arrived and my yoga studio was shut down, I hit a bit of a, a, a wall in relation to yoga. Once my, yo- my beautiful yoga studio had shut down, I tried a couple of online yoga classes, but I just was not a fan. They just were not cutting it for me. And what I realized in that moment was that yoga for me was much more than an online class. It really was a devoted practice and my yoga studio was a part of my community. It was a special place that I could go where I could meet and be with like-minded people. But with COVID-19 shutting everything down, the idea of practicing with a community like that certainly did not look possible. Until one night when I was walking um, our dog Lucy very late at night, a thought randomly popped into my head and that thought came really, really clearly just see what being yoga is offering. And the rest is history. Of course, the very next week, when I looked on their website, I found the very next week that their new online yoga teacher training was starting. And for me, this was better than anything I could have imagined. A chance to connect regularly with the community and a chance to dive much more deeply into yoga by becoming a yoga teacher. 
So this training took me through from April to November of this year and I met an amazing new group of beautiful people who I've really been able to connect with. And this incredible experience has also really seen me step even more into my love of yoga, meditation, and how to weave these very powerful philosophies into our daily lives. So for me, this was a great case study in terms of the power of trust and letting go and not trying to control outcomes and not trying to preempt things. When I let go and said, okay, what what is here for me? What's the universe got for me? I was just rewarded with something so much more so much better than I had ever expected. And I've got a great new uh, skill and a great new bunch of friends to go along with it. So lesson number four for me of 2020 was that when I choose to be love rather than demanding it of others, then love will flow back to me. And I would have to say this is a lesson I really got in 2019, but I saw it again in action everywhere in my life in 2020. This, for me, was about truly understanding that because we're a part of source, we are love itself. And in this space, when we realize we are source and we are love and we have all of the love we need, we suddenly don't need to drag it out of others. We don't need to get validations from others. We don't need others to tell us that they love us or that we're doing a great job. In fact, I've found the opposite to be true. When I'm feeling love for myself and with inside myself, I'm this, I feel love and that love flows out to other people and then they reflect it back to me. I'm not dragging it out of other people. And a really unexpected example of this happened for me in my work this year. I was facilitating a strategy workshop with a board and a senior leadership team during the year. And before I arrived at that workshop, I do what I always do, which is I consciously I consciously set the intentions for it to be a great workshop that everyone would enjoy, that everyone would get something out of, that we'd achieve the objectives that we'd set. And I also set the intention that I would show up as my best self to facilitate that workshop. So I remember consciously setting these intentions as I was walking into into the venue where we were doing this workshop. So when I walked in, I said hello to everyone. And after a few moments of conversation, I just went to check and make sure that the room we were going to use was set up properly. After that, I went to chat with the CEO to make sure he had everything that he needed for the day. And when I chatted with him, he was with some other members of his team and we had a chat and made sure that everyone was ready to go. And then straight after that little chat, a member of his team said to me, she said, wow, I love your positive energy. I'd like some of that. And this for me was a quite a left field comment. It's not something that people often say, particularly in a corporate environment, but it did show me that when I'm feeling good within myself and when I'm setting an intention for things to go well, then others pick that up and can reflect that back to me. Now, there's some neuroscience to this as well. From a neuroscience perspective, we know that this works because of what's called mirror neurons in our brains. So in, the, in that moment, um, the person who made that comment to me was picking up that positivity in me, taking it in for what, for what she needed, and then she reflected it back to me. Now, if I had gone in feeling differently, if I'd gone in feeling anxious or nervous or self-doubting, she, you know, potentially would have picked up on that as well and not said anything. So there's quite a bit to this concept of really being in this energy of love and this power of love and, and feeling this within yourself. So if you'd like to know more about that, I'd really love to encourage you to go back and listen to episode 27. 
And this brings me to my fifth and final learning of 2021, which is linked to number four. But what I've found is, is that when I show up as love, then I can do more, I can be more, and I can have more. This was a huge learning for me this year, that when I come from a place of love, I truly have much more energy and I can do much more. So this year, I literally have had more energy. I've probably had less sleep in terms of amount of hours in the, in the, in the night, but I have slept better. I've had deeper connections in all of my relationships and I've had more success in every single area of my life and my health is a lot better and I've physically been able to do a lot more. I've done this podcast, I've done the yoga teacher training as well as continuing to run my business, do coaching and run workshops and so on. And why is all of that? Because when we come from a place of love rather than fear, there is far less resistance to things. We're able to step into a flow state that just seems to open up a lot of doors. Things become so much easier. And I know I made this decision consciously a couple of years ago. And as I've shared before on this podcast, I have experienced anxiety in my life. But in the last few years, I have stepped out of that story to consciously come from a place of love of, and of being a loving person to myself first and foremost. And I found when I started showing up that way consistently, everything changed. So those are a few reflections on what I've learned in 2020. And I'm looking forward to spending even more time between the Christmas and New Year break to, to think even more about what I've learned this year. But right now, as ever in this podcast, I'm handing this over to you. Why not take some time out to review 2020 for yourself? You could do this, you know, in simply, you know, 15 minutes to half an hour with your journal. But just ask yourself a few key questions. What was great for you about 2020? What did you learn? What worked well for you? And what can you have gratitude for? And even the tough bits, what were some of the tough things that happened that you could have gratitude for looking back now? Then I'd love you to stay tuned for part two of this series, which is going to appear between Christmas and New Year. And in part two, I'm going to talk specifically about setting intentions for 2021. And I'm also going to talk about why I think that setting New Year's resolutions is not such a great thing to do. So I'll explain to you why setting intentions is a more powerful thing. And speaking of intentions, my intention is for you to have the most amazing 2021 possible. So I would love you to join me for these episodes. And if you're listening to this episode before Christmas 2020, I really want to wish you and your family a very safe, a very blessed and a very restful Christmas season wherever you are. And may you take the best of what 2020 has given you and really soak that in and see the power of that for you. So I'm sending you lots of love wherever you are and looking forward to talking to you very soon. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Your Freedom Unlimited. If you like this show, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate and review Your Freedom Unlimited on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments or feedback, you can reach me directly at jenramsey.com. Thanks for listening. 